Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once in a lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, I'll tell them what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Sons Adventurers, this week we're gathered in Oga's Cantina to discuss Jess and Heather's recent trip to the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World Resort. Stock up on some power converters from Tashi Station. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventurers Society. I'm on a mission. As I walk down the crowded city streets toward the spaceport entrance tunnel, a lone R2 unit crosses my path. A transport ship takes off and passes overhead, engines screaming. No doubt it's headed back to Batu with another load of tourists, looking to get a taste of life among the resistance before the First Order brings war to the planet. Suddenly, two figures in the robes of the Jedi Order emerge from the darkness of the tunnel, blinking against the bright Orlando sun. I reach into my pocket and pull out a piece of cardboard with the names Jess and Heather written on it. Hey guys, need a lift? Bright suns, travelers. Capri suns? Bright suns. Capri suns. Till the milk expires. You guys have just uh, come back from a visit to Batu at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We have indeed, yes. Welcome back to Earth. It was a rough trip back on the Falcon. That's It's not that comfortable, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> especially when you're a bad pilot, but but we can talk about that later. Yeah, especially when uh, Hurricane Dorian's breathing down your neck, too. Yes, that's, that's the main reason to get off that planet. <laughs> yeah, I cut my trip short by a day just to avoid any chance of running into yeah. that. Yeah, it was probably good thinking. It keeps on getting bigger and scarier. Bigger and scarier, but it looks like it's going to turn just in the nick of time and not destroy Batu. So fingers crossed. Perfect. I think I think the planet will weather it nicely. So before we get into talking about that trip, let's uh, let's talk about some news. Since we last got together, um, the D23 Expo had their parks panel last Sunday, and there's a few exciting news stories that we didn't get to yet. So uh, want to talk about those first? Let's hit it. Okay, so uh, first, and one of the most exciting, especially for a few friends of ours, is a new attraction coming to the United Kingdom Pavilion at Epcot. Uh, the first attraction inspired by Mary Poppins is 
on its way. Cherry Tree Lane is coming to the United Kingdom Pavilion. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. There's not a lot of details available yet. Um, the they they say you're step down Cherry Tree Lane. You're going to pass Admiral Boone's. Ad, I'm sorry, Admiral Boone's house and enter number seventeen. Boom, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and <clears throat> yes, past Admiral Boone's house, and then you'll enter number seventeen Cherry Tree Lane, the home of the Banks family, where your adventure will begin. And they don't specify what that adventure is going to be. No, not at all. There have been a lot of rumors swirling for a while, actually, about Mary Poppins coming. And everybody always assumed it was going to be some kind of spinning ride, like a carousel or Mm -hmm. a small Ferris wheel, something like that. But uh, I don't know. The Talking about it, you're entering through the bank's house. It it seems to me like it's it, it could be more of a, a dark ride, something on a little grander scale. But all the concept art is just Cherry Tree Lane. We haven't heard any other hints yet. Yeah. I know the expansion pad that they have available back there is not huge. So they're saying that like a carousel or a spinner was kind of about the size that you could expect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did hear there was some talk about it's possible like you're going to be walking out into the park where they go fly a kite or balloons, whichever movie you're talking about, and have some sort of... Oh, yeah, that would make sense, too. You know, yeah. maybe a real Poppins-ish carousel or something. There's there's some other space back behind there that they use really only for special events and during food and wine. It's possible they could take over that. Who knows? I assume they were exciting, just going to expand that sort of courtyard area they already have back there where the band plays. But mm-hmm. as you pointed out to me when we were walking past, I mean, directly behind that is the Skyliner station now. So, I, yeah, they're, right. they're probably yeah. not going to put it back there, although I think that's the perfect spot for it. Most people don't even go back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it used to be a smoking section for a long time. But, you know, now that they've gotten rid of that, I don't. I hardly see anybody going back there. But it's a great little spot to yeah. hang out. So if they don't expand it, at least it'll stay a nice little quiet hideaway. Mm-hmm. It's a great spot. And Mary Poppins is a perfect addition for Epcot. Now that we're getting Ratatouille in France. Yeah, and I don't think anybody was expecting it. Like, there had been rumors, like you said, but everybody was waiting for the Brazil pavilion announcement. Yes, that's and what then, I was know, That's what I sudden, was waiting to hear. And then... <laughs> right, and then all of a sudden, here comes Dick Van Dyke. And I was like, well, he's not announcing a Brazil pavilion with all of these chimney sweeps. Like, it's not... <laughs> right. doesn't make yes. sense. So, those Brazilian yeah, chimney still, sweeps we all know and love. still a little surprised that Brazil wasn't part of the announcement. That's... That we, and I feel like we keep expecting that every every D23. And uh, nope, not this time. But this is the perfect timing for with all the reimagining of Epcot. Yeah, I just wonder if maybe they're rethinking the choice of countries since Brazil's not looking so hot in the world stage lately. I don't know. That's, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, point. though, that if we didn't get an announcement about it at D23 now, I don't think... If it's coming, we're not even going to hear about it for the next, what, three, four years? Because I don't think if they haven't announced it coming for the 50th, that it's not going to be talked about or worked on for a a good chunk of time. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Yeah, I think with everything else that's on the slate for Epcot, because, I mean, if you look at what they announced at the parks panel is just about nothing but Epcot pretty much. So I think they might have enough on their slate right now that 
that Brazil can wait. Yeah, there's been there was there was a big focus on Epcot. Yeah. Yeah, it's the last one to get some love. I mean, if you think about it now that Hollywood Studios has gotten its sort of oomph back. Been taken over by a a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. I tell you what, I Hollywood Studios has always been my favorite park. One of my favorite parks. I won't say my favorite park, but Galaxy's Edge is now pushing it towards probably my favorite park, at least until the shine wears off for me. You know, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, Epcot. <laughs> so Epcot's getting a lot of love. They also talked about Future World is going basically going away and turning into three neighborhoods: Discovery World, Celebration World, and Nature World. They kind of still are are celebrating the ideals of Future World, but different mm-hmm. names, I yeah. guess, which is kind of smart. I mean, the future, it's hard to always chase the future. Uh, that's why Tomorrowland's so retro, you know? It takes, a, it takes a long time to develop an attraction. And then by the time you do, is it futuristic anymore? Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this, Not this really. guy's holding a flip phone in this ride. Yes. This is way outdated already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to mention, you know, like, the view of the future at the end of Carousel of Progress. Yes, I love that ride. <laughs> but though. Grandma's a real ace at that video game. So, <laughs> yeah, give her give her a break. Even though that video game was made in like 1985, I think. Yes, Epcot's also getting a new uh, statue of Walt Disney. Yeah, it's kind of going to hold down kind of centerpiece of those three new the three neighborhoods, right? Right, I think it's going to be right as uh, as you exit Spaceship Earth, which is also getting a nice uh, refurbishment in time for the 50th. Oh, yeah. And then the statue will anchor a spot called Dreamer's Point, which uh, I guess it's you'll be able to see out into World Showcase from there. Yeah, um, it looks like from the, from the concept art and... Um... Heather's the only person that will understand this, but it reminds me a lot of uh, at our local zoo, there's a statue of uh, yes. <laughs> the guy that the zoo's named for uh, sitting John down Ball with some zoo. kids. Yeah, John Ball Zoo. And uh, it's kind of similar to the, the look of the statue with Walt sitting down on some steps and uh, you can get right up next. I was going to ask you guys what you thought about that. I was going to ask you guys because I don't, I, I, I can't say I don't like it. But I don't know how I feel about a statue of Walt just kind of sitting down. Like, I I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't seem right. I'll have to wait and see it in person. Oh, Because he's standing on all the other statues, you mean? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's not like some weird ideal idealist look I have about him. But I don't know. Like, there's just there's something weird about him just sort of sitting there and, and just sort of resting. I don't know. It just seems weird to me. It, it's definitely not what I expected from them. Well, I think that I like it because it does two things. Um, you know, Walt would go to Disneyland to relax, to spend time, mm-hmm. you know, yep. to be amongst the people. So it's kind of like it's where he could sit on, a bench. sit on a bench and relax, you know. And also it makes him approachable, especially for the kids. And, you know, he loved. Well, in that respect, it looks like that this is going to be the only Walt statue you can actually go up and touch and have a photo with. Yep. Well, you can do that only... at Disney California Adventure. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, the young Walt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot about Walt the young Walt yeah. statue out there. Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking more like the partner statues yeah, where definitely. like when we saw Walt Disney Studios is the only one that you can actually get up close with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But I like the idea. Yeah, I kind of like the idea that you can go up and cop a squat next to Walt and have a photo. Yeah. It looks kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be sitting down next to him. Anything else there out of Epcot that we didn't talk about last time that I think the parks panel was happening just a few hours after our last gathering and we we missed it. We got a lot of this stuff, but. Um, yeah, we 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 covered it. A lot of it was things that we've already heard about. They just kind of gave mm-hmm. a new yeah. a new look or, you know, the official announcement. Um, they did announce the official name of the new nighttime fireworks <laughs> spectacular. Um, yes. Harmony Us. Harmony Us. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm reserving judgment, but I don't think I like it. The name. I don't like the name. The name. Yeah. The show looks absolutely, the show is going to be spectacular, I think. I just, the name sort of fell flat for me. One one positive about the name is in the logo, uh, the O is a compass rose, just like in our, it, it, it reminds me of our show's logo. So that's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. yes, that's true. Yeah. I was I was watching the live stream when they announced that and you know he was getting all these cheers about every mention of anything in Epcot and then he said mm-hmm. you know in our new nighttime show Harmonious and I think I heard like one person go what <laughs> 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 it was it def- the name did just kind of made everybody go the show really does look amazing yeah. though they're going back to that uh, their uh cool kite concept and we're yeah. going to see a little bit of that in Epcot forever but mm-hmm. these kites yeah, pulled on jet skis. Yes. Yeah. That it, I think that's going to be killer. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm that. excited about that. Yeah. I I'm I'm ready for a new nighttime show at Epcot. I think it's Definitely. Really it's it's it needs it. Well, once they get that out of the way, then they can start figuring out how to make a nighttime parade for the Magic Kingdom. So Yes, please. Yes, please. I was I was kind of hoping uh, we'd see that. I know. Yeah. It, you're right though. Magic Kingdom like they they made a big point to say that this anniversary all of the parks are going to have something going on to celebrate it but yeah it definitely seemed like magic kingdom didn't get a lot of new stuff i mean we already knew about tron coming and all that so i didn't think they i don't think they had enough to announce because they just kind of already let it out before i think the big things they've announced and also things that i've seen here and there are there's going to be a very long list of smaller um pluses or additions um glowing it up yeah, kind of a 50, 50 new things for 50 years kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I will say something I noticed. Um, actually, yesterday I was at the Magic Kingdom watching the Festival of Fantasy Parade. And right at the end, when Mickey and Minnie came by, they were not wearing their birthday outfits anymore. Oh, they're out of their birthday suits. Yeah, no, no birthday suits. They had clothes on. Um, no, but you know, those those white festive uh, mm-hmm, Wonder the... Bread looking yes. outfits. <laughs> Um, so I'm thinking that we're seeing the, the sort of quiet end to that 90th celebration. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to kind of have for the interim between that and the 50th. What is next? Yeah. But I'm, I'm assuming we'll hear about that soon then. Yeah. I'm sure that they're going to wait to kind of hype the anniversary closer to the time of, um, okay. So, uh, Ooh. there was one other big, big announcement at D23, um, from the cruise line. Yes, Actually, two things from, from the Disney cruise, cruise line, line that we heard about. Um, so first up is we got the official name for the new, one of the three new ships. And I guess one that's the name the of the ships, class yeah. of the ships. Maybe. Yes, that we think so. That's definitely the trend with the other two. It's the, the magic class and 
the dream class. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this uh, this new ship they anna- they announced is the Disney Wish, which sh- surprised people. I think that there's there's been some leaks of of plans for the expansion of Port Canaveral, and uh, the name on the, the the expansion plans was Triton class ships. Okay. So a lot of people were thinking that it was going to be the Disney Triton. I like Wish better. I like Wish better. It, it kind it of fits, fits better with the rest of the fits. fleet. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that Triton was yeah. kind of, they like to do cute code names for their projects. Mm-hmm. That's what I was always expecting, that that was a code name. They weren't going to reveal the name of the ship in some blueprints. It's... Yeah. Yep. Um, so it looks like uh, Rapunzel's all over this new ship. Rapunzel's uh, hanging off the back and her her hair sort of, if you see the concept art, her hair sort of blends in with the gold ribbons on the DCL yeah. crests that are on the back. It's really cute. Pascal is holding her artist palette and she's painting the name yeah and the concept art of the lobby is gorgeous oh yeah it's i mean yeah it it looks like something straight out of one of their princess movies definitely and it looks like we can see that it will also have some kind of uh focal crystal chandelier um Maybe crystal. It, 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 that's kind of what it looks like to me. But on the on the other ships, it's glass. Yeah, it looks kind of like a like a Tinkerbell sh- dropping her pixie dust around. Mm-hmm, definitely, yeah, it's yeah. really pretty. So it'll be interesting to see how that translates to real life. Yeah, slightly uh, larger than the dream and the fantasy. That they're saying twelve hundred and fifty guest rooms, a little bit bigger than those two ships. And when are we we're getting that again? So she will finish. Be the the build is supposed to be finished at the end of 2021. They'll take delivery, and she'll officially start sailing in January of 2022. That's right. And the other new uh, new addition coming to the Disney Cruise Line is uh, Lighthouse Point in the Bahamas. Their new second private island. Designed by Joe Rohde. Designed by Joe yes. Rohde, yes. That's exciting. Yeah, that's what got me. I was like, oh, cool, another island. But then they said Joe Rohde was was heading it up. And I'm like, okay. I mean, anything he does is beautiful, basically. Yes. So it's Animal Kingdom, Alani. So he's he's got his name on some serious environments that have been really, really amazing, immersive. He does. And I believe it's supposed to be a bit larger than Castaway Key. Yes. I'm curious how much they're going to use of the island. Oh, sure. Yeah. Construction, they're starting in uh, 2020 and they're hoping to finish. Uh, the official announcement said sometime in 22 or 23. And we have two new ships, two more new ships coming after that as well. So we have to stay tuned for the announcement on those two. Yeah. I'm wondering how soon we're going to hear about those. We have a, our fa- my family has a pool going on uh, uh, with some ideas of the names of those ships. So none of us got the first one right, but there's still two more. We fingers crossed. Well, if you if you think about Disney buzzwords, we're like, we're what are we missing? We're missing uh, as far as Disney buzzwords. Um, believe there mm-hmm. needs to be like a a believe ship. Yeah, my family's I'm, I'm also... t- top two are imagination and enchantment. Yeah, mm. those would be on my list. That's too. what they're hoping for. Yeah. 
Now, if they release an imagination ship with figment on the back painting it, oh, like, I don't, I don't care yes. what the itineraries are. I don't care what the port is. I will be on that ship. Yeah, yeah. I'll turn into one of those old people who just uh, lives on the cruise ship year round. That's a great <laughs> just idea. It has figment on it. Yeah. <laughs> Believe is a good one too. You could have Tinkerbell on the back of a mm-hmm. Believe. That's why I was a little bit surprised at the choice of Rapunzel for the wish. Because, like, she sings about having a dream. Yeah, that's true. But it also, she was she wished that she could be out with seeing the lights and and interacting with people. We'll make it fit one way or another. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're getting into it. semantics between a dream and it. a wish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. I'm going to let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> We'll let Disney know for you. <laughs> They'll I'm be sure glad to hear it. They appreciate you. your leniency. Um, Someone so alert Bob. <laughs> uh, let's let's uh, let's turn turn around and head away from Disney. Heather, you got anything uh, for me from from the world of travel? I got a couple of things from around the world of travel. The first one: Have y'all ever heard of Crater of Diamonds State Park? Yes. Oh, I want to drive. I want to go there. Have either of you ever been there? Nope. No, but it's on my list. Ah, perfect. (laughs) This is a state park where you can pay $8 and go hunting for diamonds. And people find diamonds there. Something like 100,000 diamonds have been found by people in the park. Yep. It's the only place in the U.S. where you can uh, go and just a regular person can go and dig for diamonds. Mm So this one caught my eye because it it made me chuckle a little. And it was that a Texas woman was sitting in the shade watching a YouTube video on how to find diamonds while she was (laughs) in the park. They'd been hiking and she hadn't found anything. So she thought, well, I'm going to Google it. She pulled up YouTube and was watching this video on, on how to find diamonds and then found one under her foot. She found... A 3.72 carat yellow diamond while sitting watching YouTube to figure out how to find them. I'm fairly certain that's a pretty large diamond. It is. It's about the size of a a large pencil eraser, it says. Yeah. She'd been at the park for over an hour and just decided to take a a break and see if she could (laughs) find some tips. And it worked. Uh, I have never been and I'd love it. Yeah, from what I understand, even, you know, an hour is, that's pretty good to find one in that amount of time. Yeah. It says that this was the largest yellow diamond that's been found there since October of 2013. The most recent really large diamond that was found was a 3.72 brown diamond in March of 2017, and then same year, a 7.44 carat diamond found in the park. Jeez. Wow. Wow. I just yeah. love the idea of, you know, wandering around uh, looking for gemstones. Yeah. I mean, it, it must be pretty easy to discover these. I mean, you're, you obviously don't need like serious mining equipment. Uh, you no, know, I mean, people are just, it. yeah, people are, she, it says that she... She was just sitting there and saw something. She glanced over and saw something sticking up out of the rocks. And it was a diamond. Yeah, you just kind of go dig in the dirt. 
you see pictures of people they've got like a like a sifter and a trowel and you just go out and real sift real around. prospecting yeah oh yeah <laughs> we go great. out paying for yeah. paying for diamonds yes actually my dad has done that <laughs> yes. he's never found anything but <laughs> he has done that in various places on his journeys mm-hmm. he's paying for gold too yeah yeah he i think he found some very microscopic quantities the of gold, gold dust. he has found yeah. some some flex yeah yeah I, I the closest i've ever that. come to that is i watched deadwood and that's about it like <laughs> Uh, they say that the best time to go to this park is after it's had a good rain because then mm-hmm. the runoff has has washed away some of the the gravel on the surface and then you some of the diamonds come up and you might find one and you get to keep it. Yeah, you just keep them. I mean, obviously they're not. I mean, some of those bigger ones, once they've been cut down, they're probably worth at least a decent amount of. Yeah, yeah and you only paid eight bucks, so... If you're if you're in Arkansas and there's been a thunderstorm, it's time. <laughs> it's time for diamonds to head to Crater of Diamonds State Park. That's my travel tip for you this week. <laughs> awesome. Well, add it to the list. <laughs> okay, I let's. Okay, this one's a little bit weird. I'm going to New Orleans. New Orleans. Nolans. I don't know. Nolans. Yeah. So. The story about a pair of Swiss tourists in New Orleans. Um, was it, let's see, season 29 of The Simpsons. So, is that last year, maybe? A recent season of The that Simpsons. Sounds about right. Um, mm-hmm. The family took a trip uh, to New Orleans, and Homer goes on a culinary tour, sings a song about all of the incredible food that he <laughs> eats, and he lists 32 famous uh, restaurants in the big easy and the kind of food that he's going to eat there and these two young women from switzerland decided to do a shot for shot recreation of homer's culinary tour of (laughs) new orleans um and i'm going to make sure that i post a link i've got to see this (laughs) i'm going to post a link to this video on uh, our facebook page it is phenomenal because because (laughs) it's actually shot for shot they didn't just go to the places but they copied the camera angles and mimicked oh, wow. his action and everything. It is <laughs> phenomenal. It's great. <laughs> I'm checking this out immediately. So yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's very impressive. Um the the video is they show side by side. So they show Homer and them doing it at the same time. And <laughs> oh, <that's> awesome. <laughs> I I mean I guess to make it a good travel news story that gives you a pretty good checklist of places to eat and dishes to try yes. in New Orleans. I know that was my first thought. I was like, wait, what are these are. restaurants? I want to know. Yeah, more. yeah. It's, it gives you a checklist. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll make sure I get a link to that up on the page. Perfect. Um, what you got for me next? Well, the second one I came across that sparked some conversation in my family was a solar, a solo, solar, a solo adventurer rode a stand up paddleboard from California to hawaii yeah i saw this guy did not have a support boat following him no yeah he was uh he's in his 50s right he's an older yes slightly older it took him three months Mm -hmm. and he paddle boarded across (laughs) across the pacific he had solar paddles that he used to keep his his gps and his other devices charged 
2,900 miles from San Francisco to Oahu. Now, and he had fair, everything he needed with him. I was going to say, to be fair, this isn't this isn't your your typical. Let's go out to the lake, stand up paddleboard. It was it was pretty Correct. tricked out. It kind it yes, kind of looked like a boat built. more than a paddleboard. <laughs> a little <laughs> Did bit. It have a bed yes. on it and everything. <laughs> well, it's got like these big things where he can keep his stuff. It's yeah, yeah. And he did. He said he didn't sleep a lot. And that he's still trying to adjust. Um, and really? we were so we were fascinated by all aspects of this. Like, what did he eat? He did say yeah. that he he did some fishing. <laughs> so course. I'm I'm guessing that means he he made his own sashimi because he didn't have anything to cook the fish. Yeah, on board. He had a grill on the back of it, you know. <laughs> yeah. My 12-year-old was interested in, did he just jump in the ocean to go to the bathroom? I'm assuming. Why bother jumping? He's out there alone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> just hang right off the side of your well, paddleboard. I mean, it's a guy. You thing. don't even have to wear clothes at that point. <laughs> this is true. And this isn't the first time he's done something like this. In 2014, he rode across the Atlantic Ocean by himself in a rowboat, as one does. This guy just likes to be alone. <laughs> just because you can. He's paddleboarded through the Arctic Circle. He's he's definitely a big adventurer, and this is sort of Extreme. His, his way of life, yes. He said he lost 25 pounds, so if you're looking to lose <laughs> some weight, you could paddleboard from California to Hawaii. That'll do it. Minimal food and lots of exercise. He also yes. said that he saw a <laughs> lot of plastic. He said it was basically like a trail of plastic from the U.S. to to hawaii all the way to hawaii yeah yep. yeah plastic bottles plastic nets yep, yep. gross yep. sorry to be a downer there at the end but <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> so next time you complain about the paper straws at walt disney world think about that's a that's a good point think about all the plastic in the ocean <laughs> that's right <sighs> all right Okay. Buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> a recent survey among American workers about their vacation habits. Um, nearly half, 49% of working Americans said that they lied to their boss about the quality of Wi-Fi service while they're on vacation oh, as my. an excuse for why they're not <laughs> checking their email. Nice. So does this mean that no one believes me that the Wi-Fi was bad in my hotel at Walt Disney World last week? Yeah, everybody uh, anybody that's, knows. <laughs> anybody that's been to Walt Disney World knows that the Wi-Fi is not that good, so they believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So um, the problem of email creep, where uh, feeling the need to check your email and respond to messages during your mm -hmm. personal time uh, is a huge problem. Um out of workers surveyed, 65% uh, say that they um, feel the pressure of uh, to, to check their their work communications while they're on vacation. Yeah, um, I'm guilty of that, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not. I mean, during my day job, I'm checking emails <laughs> for my, you know. So, so I get it. So, um, they did say that. Higher paid workers are more likely to use the excuse that they didn't have uh, didn't good Wi-Fi. Wi yep. Interesting. Um, and also that um, 
older, the older they are, the more likely they were to use that excuse. Boomers would prefer to be completely unplugged on vacation, so they're more likely to blame it on the yeah. Wi-Fi. So, I mean, they're, they've lived a lot of their lives without having to worry about being connected when they're on vacation. So, That's I mean, fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm only 40, but like I, I do miss that you could take a vacation and not even have to think about disconnecting. You just automatically did, you know, it was, it was weird to say, come back from a week somewhere and then be like, Oh gosh, all this news happened while I was gone or all this stuff happened, you know, with people I know, but it, it had its upsides. It was, it was nice to just be able to completely turn it off. Right. But nowadays it's, it's hard to do because you're on the phone for fun. You're on the phone for work. It's, it all blurs together. All rolled up in one. I never put my phone down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to take a real vacation, unfortunately. Um, you got anything else, Heather? No, those are my two for this week. All right. Well, if that's all the news that we've got to talk about this week, then we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. And we're back. Okay, I'm going to set the scene for you guys one more time. It's time to put on our imagination caps again. Ooh, I like that. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so we're seated in a booth at the back of the cantina. We managed to find a corner quiet enough to discuss our galactic adventures without having to shout to be heard over the chatter of a dozen alien languages and the house band who just started a set of the hot jazz that seems to be popular in every corner of the galaxy. The bartender brings over a tray with a glass of blue milk and a pair of cocktails, glowing and smoking in strange glassware that seems to have been made for alien hands. He leaves and we raise our glasses in salute before taking a drink. So, I say, before wiping the blue milk mustache off my lip, tell me about Batu. Um, one of the best experiences I've ever had in a theme park, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, it it blew Absolutely. me away. I mean, I I I'm a Star Wars fan, but I I was I was thoroughly impressed. The attention to detail and immersion in in Batu is above and beyond anything Disney has done so far i think it's better 
than the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I'm going to say it. I, I agree with you. I love the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. As do I. Yep. Yeah. Disney took what they did and pushed it to another level completely. I mean, I, on the second day of opening, I went to Rope Drop and I spent five hours just walking around, taking pictures and just hanging out. And I was more content than I've ever been to not get on a ride, not see an attraction, anything like that. I could have probably spent the rest of the day doing that if it wasn't 800 degrees and the humidity it's of a little hot. Norway yeah, the humidity right of now, a sauna, yes. you know, it was it was a little rough, but currently Batu is about the same temperature as Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely feel those two suns that they say we've got, you know. <laughs> it ain't no yeah. hoth. But they did a great job. They had exhaust fans put up throughout the land, which really helped to circulate the air. So it actually there were a lot of places. Yeah, to, and they fit right in. Yeah. They were all rusted and looked <laughs> yeah, like they were industrial. made out of old things. Yeah. <laughs> they planned it that way. They look like they look like they were made from scraps from a starship. They and they they've hidden them behind the shrubbery. It's it's great. You you walk past and you didn't even really see it, but you felt it. Yeah, there's I mean there's just there's not a single thing in the land that doesn't fit. I mean everything is in the Arabish language that the the alien language that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, every, every cast member, I mean, I think most, pretty much every cast member that I came across seemed so excited to be working in that area that they, they weren't just playing the part, like they were really getting into it. And if you started to play the part with Mm -hmm. them, they just lit up even more. And I mean, I, I had some really great cast member interactions with just like going to buy a Coke, you know, it was, it was really amazingly well done. And everybody that was there put in such a great effort and i think it's it's going to be easy for that to continue because it's just so much Mm -hmm. fun everybody was just having such a good time and there's so much just there's so much to discover around every little nook and cranny Mm -hmm. you really have to to poke your head in and see everything yeah and with there's no signage on anything except the cantina says cantina above it and the restrooms there's a sign alerting you to the restrooms but everything else isn't marked. So you really are just exploring. Oh, you know, what's behind this door? Let's go in and find out. And you might end up in Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Or you could find yourself in a in a first order stronghold. You never know. I did like how it, it kind of had that maze feel to it. Yeah, you could I, I kind of got disoriented a few times, not really knowing which part I was in. But I didn't really care because, yeah, like you said, I'd turn around and see something new and be like, oh, wow, what is that? You mm-hmm. know, and then just spend 10 minutes staring at the You don't walk right in and see the Millennium Falcon right in front of you. Yeah. You have to go find it. Yeah, that uh, that I love because especially when you're coming in um, through the entrance, it's a very slow transition. You don't walk through that archway and then all of a sudden, you know, there's Chewbacca and a droid running around. You have to wind your way a little bit not at walt disney world yeah you can have that happen at disneyland oh so there it's more immediate in disneyland when you walk in yeah the one of the entry tunnels in in disneyland puts you out right in black spire outpost so you kind of you come you exit the tunnel and you're right in front of the droid depot Uh. and in Walt Disney World, your two entrances on are on either end, mm-hmm. and you have it is. You're right; it is a little bit more of a journey to find the exciting stuff. But I love that because I mean, I'm I'm already you know I spent a few days exploring, and I'm already like ready to go back again and just see it again. 
Okay, so both of you now that you've been here, Heather, you've been there twice. Jess, this was your first visit. Heather's Heather's been to Disneyland and at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. So um, before you got to Batu, um, what what's your relationship with the Star Wars universe and what were you expecting to feel when you when you came into this into this planet for a first time it's not a it's not just a land at a theme park it's a whole planet i mean i i i was basically raised on star wars my father was a diehard star wars fan yeah um and so i mean as far back as i can remember i saw return of the jedi in the theaters i think it was one of the first movies i ever saw Mm -hmm. um so for me i've I've always been wanting some sort of Star Wars land in the parks, especially after Star Tours was introduced. I was just like, nope, that's not enough. I need more. more." Um, And I always knew that they would do a good job with it. But it's hard to it's hard to imagine, I suppose, especially since the way that theme parks have have started to do these lands have started to add this immersive quality. It's relatively still new. It's a real big shift in the way that they used to do things uh, with lands and, and attractions. Um, so, you know, to imagine how how it all is going to work, I don't think I could, you know, wrap my head around it until I actually experienced it. And it, right. yeah, it just sort of hit me on levels I didn't. And there's so much material out there in the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. from the the movies to the to the animated series and the games and the books and the yeah graphic novels and and the christmas special yay <laughs> <laughs> there's a ton and they've kind of deliberately not taken a familiar planet or a familiar scene everything there screams star wars but it's not like you're walking onto hoth and it's not like you knew exactly what you were going to see the Millennium Falcon certainly is mm. is what yeah. is exactly what I was hoping that it would be. I think that was the one thing I was the most excited for. I've been a I'm a lifelong Star Wars fan. The mo- first movie that I remember seeing was The Empire Strikes Back, and I wasn't supposed to see it. It was <laughs> in a, a drive-in, and I was supposed to be in the back sleeping, and I wasn't. <laughs> My parents didn't pony up for a babysitter and just made me sleep in the back seat and I watched it. And that yeah, the the Millennium Falcon walking and just standing next to it is it's overwhelming because it's it's glorious. It's just what you want it to be. So 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 are the two of you how how many tears were shed? Oh, a lot. <laughs> Jazz. I didn't get to see. <laughs> I kept it together. Yeah. I, I didn't okay. get to see Jess building his lightsaber, so we don't know what happened there. Nobody saw it. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I, I was fine. I was awestruck. Um, I, you know, we spent our our first day after you know on the grand opening day. We we spent time in there, and then I went back by myself the second day. Um, and. I, you know, I was having a great time. I was getting harassed <laughs> yes, by stormtroopers. You know, I had a big smile on my face. And then my lightsaber reservation came up um, and I went in. And as soon as they led me into the hall where you make the lightsaber, I just had a lump in my throat the entire time. It was it was the best thing I have have done at a park. It was 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still a little... That experience is really something. It, it really is. You know, it, I, I was trying to tell myself, trying to, you know, mm-hmm. be like, okay, it's pricey, but it's worth it. You've always Definitely. wanted to do this. The presentation it's, that they the do with this... The location is a little hidden. It's, again, not labeled. Mm-hmm. It's in a little, off a little courtyard, and the door is not even really anything. And oh, no. the little, the spot where I walked you, up, I couldn't find yeah. it. You have to, you... I couldn't find it, so I asked a cast member, I came up to him and I said, do you know where Savi's lightsaber workshop Mm -hmm. is? And he's like, no. And I was like, he pulled out a map and he started to look, and then I leaned over his shoulder and I was like, wait, is that it right behind you? And he turned around and he's like looking at the map. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's a little bit part of the spiel, though, because it's supposed to be a secret, Building a lightsaber is... Well, I didn't say lightsaber. Ah, yes, good. It's scrap metal. I said Savi's because ah, yes. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, where's the, the Savi's so area? That experience starts outside. There's a very nondescript little booth. There's a cash register that seems out of place because it's there's really nothing around it. And that's that's where you go to pay for the experience and you choose... A little bit out front first, you choose which type of saber you want, and they will give you a pin that signifies which one you chose, and that's where it starts. Dad, Jess probably knows all, is it four types? I can never remember all of them. Um, yeah, four four types, um, power and control. Mm-hmm. Um, peace and justice. Peace and justice, elemental nature, and um, uh, protection, some, and, protection defense? and defense, yes. And what's great is after you choose your little pin, you have to wait outside for a little while. But um, they have a box that you can pull open the drawers and it has all of the lightsaber pieces that you'll be able to choose from when you get inside. So you get a little bit of a... Mm -hmm. Whichever of the four types you chose, that's going to indicate what they'll present you with when you're inside what you can choose to build your saber. Yeah, each one has a selection and you can't mix and match the types. Um... Unless you buy more than one lightsaber, which is what I'm planning to do so that I can then make <laughs> then you can hybrid lightsabers. See, see if you can swap pieces. I was like, how can I make this even nerdier? Yes. The experience starts out there. They start interacting with you in that courtyard. Yeah, when I was waiting, waiting, Kylo Ren came and... through. And as soon as he started to walk in, <sighs> yes. every ca- I was talking to a cast member who had like the menus that showed you the pictures that you, you know, of the lightsaber pieces. Kylo Ren yeah. walks in. She immediately like shoves them down to her side and they all just sort of scatter. Even the guy at the register just stopped ringing somebody up and acted like he was doing nothing at all. Yes. And Kylo Ren came through and, you know, scowled at everybody. And then when he left, they all went back to normal and acted like nothing had happened. And then they they take you in and you can only go in if you either have a reservation or you, you, you're the one guest of someone who has a reservation. So you can't even just go in there and, hey, I want to poke my head in and look around. This is really reserved for the people who are building a lightsaber. And it's it, that really, really, really helps because that really gives it this intimate, focused feeling. I mean, when I was in there, the you know, the cast member that was sort of leading it, he made sure to interact with every person. I think there were, I think it was 12 total um, builders in the room. And yeah, and throughout the process, he came through and asked everybody their name and asked them why they chose the the color, the the type that they chose, you know, of the crystal. Um, 
and yeah, that I, I liked that a lot. It was, you know, it wasn't, it's not an extremely long process, but you could tell that they're, they're definitely not rushing you. Yeah. It's maybe 15 or 20 minutes. I lost track minutes. of time because I was in heaven, but, um, <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're not just buying a lightsaber. You're, you're part of the story and you're, you're being inducted into this fellowship of people who are keeping the lore of the lightsaber alive right yeah yeah i don't i don't want to i i don't want to spoil it yeah no spoilers but but to the the premise is that um it's a group of people called the gatherers and they're aficionados if you will of the jedi and they basically like to collect old artifacts that most people would consider junk so the premise is that what you're building your lightsaber out of is old junk pieces that they have collected. Um, because when I left, a piece of my lightsaber actually was broken and it wouldn't stay on. Um, so I returned and of course they, you know, happily fixed it for me. But each one cast member I talked to made sure to point out and they're like, well, you know, we're really sorry. Sometimes when you work with old space junk, things happen like that. Yeah. And I was like, totally <laughs> guys, I get it. Thank yes. you. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that, yeah, they, so the, the, the whole thing is that they collect what others see as junk, but you know, is true artifacts of say Jedi history. Um, so that's a really cool, that's how they kind of work in secrecy while, being uh, under the watch of stormtroopers, basically. And the stormtroopers are patrolling every inch of that place yes. all the time. It's fantastic. And they'll, they'll walk up to you and tell you that they're they're looking for Honda, Hondo Onaka, or have you seen Ray? Or there's rumors that Chewbacca is is around and, and you need to tell them if you've seen the him. It's fantastic. I think one of the greatest things I've ever seen is Chewbacca creeping. <laughs> he was like hunched over and cr like literally tiptoeing yes, like he was yeah. in a cartoon to try to get around the stormtroopers. I was like, oh, this yeah, is little this xylophone is sound effects. Yes. Yeah. He came out once. So there's a there's an X-wing down on the the end of the land that's uh, sort of the resistance end where Rise of the Resistance, the ride will be. There's an A-wing and an X-wing. And on one of my visits, Chewbacca just came strolling out and walks. Uh, he's like carrying some tools and things and he walks up to the X-wing and uh, starts tinkering with it and smoke starts coming out of it and it starts making noises and another cast member is coming up who just starts interacting with Chewbacca about how they've got to get this X-Wing up and running and it's just it's incredible. <laughs> I saw that and they got into an argument when I was watching which made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah and who knows what Chewbacca was saying. Exactly you're just hearing one half of an argument matched by you know. It's so great. I wasn't raised on Kashyyyk, so I don't speak Wookiee. <laughs> I can't even do a good Chewbacca impression. I'm the worst. You need that mask. <laughs> we uh, have Chewbacca that mask. Chewbacca mom. I'm sorry. I forgot about Chewbacca We have Chewbacca that mom. mask. Yes. <laughs> um, so we talked about the lightsabers. Uh, the droid experience is great, too. Yep. Droids. Yes. I, I had to build a droid this time. And my both of my kids built droids at Disneyland. So now we have three. A family. <laughs> which I think is respectable. All three are different. And they all have personality chips now. So they make even more glorious, <laughs> various noises. <laughs> uh -huh. 
And they interact with each other. We, we had them out, all three of them out yesterday, terrorizing the cats. And they, you, you roll them up next to each other and they start talking. It's great. So I haven't done that experience. That's compared to, say, the lightsaber experience, not as in-depth, would you say? Right, because you you don't, it, it doesn't really have the same backstory mm-hmm. as... Do they, do they as play the, it up at all or is it just you're here to build a droid? Um, a little, a little, um, you, you, the, the droid workshop is much, is much busier because anyone can go in and it's kind of attached to another gift shop, but it's really great to see. So a lot of people are in there watching you and your building. Um, they do have cast members that are helping you out and they will, they'll interact with you about, you know, what are you what do you want to call your droid? Um, what kind of personality do you think he's going to have? That kind of thing. Um, but there's not quite the the immersive story that there is with Savi's workshop. It's a little more conducive to younger kids, too, than Savi's. A little bit less expensive. That's what I was thinking. I'm going to take my son in December to do a droid, but I figured I'd wait a little while for the lightsaber. Not just because of the price difference, but, <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, I'll be building one, too, but, you know. And the great thing about the droids is they interact with stuff yeah. all through Batu. So when you leave there with your droid, uh, it, it will it will react when stormtroopers walk by or when you walk into a certain area. Uh, they sell a and these sell out really fast. They sell a backpack that you can put your droid in, and it has a flap on the front so your droid can be looking around and interacting. Yeah, I saw a kid wearing one of those on one day and I was walking behind him and it, yeah, it just kind of kept looking around and beeping and booping and stuff. And I was like, uh, yeah, that's, I need a backpack just because it does that, you know? Yes, they, I they did know get what a they're backpack because it was more items. fun. Yeah. It was more fun with the backpack. Cause if you, if you're carrying him in your box, in his box, he'll start moving around and beeping and you're, but you, you can't see him in there. <laughs> so it's not quite as fun. Right. Cause that's the thing. If you don't get the backpack, you basically get a build a bear box, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's exactly. It's, it's, it's basically <laughs> build a droid. I was thinking more like those puppy boxes that they used to have. You, know? you get that uh, same sort of thing in the creature stall. They put your creature in a. It looks like a cage, but it's a it's a cardboard cage oh, that yeah, you take yeah. with you. Yeah, whether you get a loath cat or a, what else do they have over there? I don't even know what all of them are called. They have some crazy uh, stuff. The, the monk, the monkey, monkey lizard. Yeah, the Kowakian oh, monkey um, lizard. Kowakian, yes. Yeah. It's what salacious crumb yes. is. Yes, yeah. like the salacious crumb. Yes, exactly. And then they and they that have, can sit on your shoulder. Like those things kind of work. Like, do, do those those basically work the same way as the uh, banshees? Yes, from exactly. Yes. It sits on your shoulder, and yep. Yeah, those little guys look pretty neat. They're they're very cool, but they didn't. That wasn't the hot ticket. Um, the loath cat is what everybody is buying up. The loath cat. That that little guy is pretty cute too. He's so cute. The audio animatronic Lothcat that they have in a little cage inside the store is really cool. It's sleeping, but it it still kind of yes. twitches and moves and breathes. And the best thing about it is it's got a tiny little ratty, worn out, stuffed porg that it's cuddling with. And yeah, yes. to me, I was just that. I love that. I, I couldn't get enough of that. That's cute. They're, and those are from all over, sort of all over the the Star Wars uh canon uh the loath cat is yeah. featured pretty heavily in rebels if you've watched the the rebels mm-hmm. animated series but they have uh minox yes 
And they're cre- they're so creepy. Uh, don't they have suction cups so you can stick them on yes. the side of your car, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're good. They have this weird spider thing that's from the Clone Wars. It looks like a terrifying oh, yeah. long-legged space spider. That and it and it's yeah, animated. So I wasn't it, familiar it with that. Jumps one. around. Yeah. Uh, there and there was some sort of weird hippo hippo thing, hippo cow thing. I can't remember what that one was. I think that's from the the prequels. The loath cat is definitely my favorite. I have mine here. Here, let's see if he. Oh, I can make him. I'm petting him. Come on, buddy. Of course, now he's not going to make any sounds. He's, he's microphone shy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is. Just like most pets, he's not going to perform when you want him to. That's right. He knows what you yep. want. He's not doing anything. Ugh, man. Uh, <laughs> throw him oh, out of the house Reggie Reggie is the worst he won't perform on, on command <laughs> so from the creature shop um, I know that Jess visited the uh, you visited the Toydarian toy makers mm-hmm. yes. yes I did I picked up a, a Yoda for my son um, yeah I mean if you need the most adorable things in the land that's where to go The so everything there is meant to look like it was handmade in the universe. So you're not going to see, you know, a articulated action figure made out of plastic like you would buy at the store. You know, there are action figures, but they're car- like to carve out, carved out of wood. You know, there's those things are genius because they're they're just those little wooden artists. Yep. Dummies. They're articulation dummies, yeah. Right, yeah, but they they painted them up to uh, to look like uh, Boba Fett and stuff. Like well, that, I right? saw when I saw them from across the room, I thought that they were those. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Reggie talking. woke up. Oh no, he's he's purring. Come on, meow, Reggie. <laughs> there he goes. He's great. That's adorable. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Heather and they have they have great plushies. Heather brought yes. back for my kids. Um she Chewbacca is my favorite. I got my son Yoda. The, yeah, Yoda was cute. Um and then there was also a, a Watto yeah. and a Porg that made their way back to my house and they are all they're super cute and they do they look like they're um they're not they don't look like uh No, they they kind of look toy. handmade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, felt mm-hmm. and kind of more fibery kind of they're they're really cute. Like, like some, like someone in the resistance was making a doll out of their favorite hero or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the cool thing too, is that the idea of like Boba Fett's not going to come walk around. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to turn Reggie off. <laughs> now you can't get him to shut up. <laughs> Just like a regular cat. Like... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Boba Fett's not going to be walking around Black Spire Outpost, but these are characters that are legendary in the universe so somebody might have a toy yeah so the the setting of the time frame for the land is supposed to be the current series of films so yeah you you see references and toys and things like that to the older characters but you're not going to see anybody walking around like luke skywalker you know it's ray and and kylo like, ren yeah. and the the new stormtroopers you know, the yeah exactly um, which is cool. They they had to pick a time, you know, it would totally take you out of it if, you know, you've got Darth Vader over here on one side and Kylo Ren over here on the other. It just 
wouldn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Not to mention then it puts you in the land of greatest hits instead of putting you in the middle of a new story that's unique right. to you. And yeah. not only that, but a story that can continue to evolve. You're not mm-hmm. stuck yeah. in the past. Oh, yeah. I mean, as, I as far as that. the movies go from now on, they can just keep adding to it. Talk a lot about merch. I want to hear about food. Mm, yes. And beverage because oh, who doesn't want food and beverage at Disney parks? <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> Right. <laughs> what was your favorite thing that you ate there, Jeff? Trying to remember exactly what I ate. Mine I was only... the Ronto wrap in Ronto's yeah, I... Roasters. That it's was so really good. good. Yeah, with the giant, the pod and yes. Yeah, that, I'm going to go with that. That that was really good. I didn't eat anything when I was at the cantina. I know they only have snacks, but yeah, I, I basically Just focused snacks, on the but drinks. the drinks are great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, but but real quick though, the Ronto wrap that uh, give me the Earth analog of a Ronto wrap. So essentially, it's two types of pork. It's a pork sausage. Mm. Yes, <laughs> all the good things. <laughs> it's a pork sausage and a sliced por- roast pork, and then it has kind of a tangy slaw, and it's in a pita. Ooh. Type of pita bread, kind Ooh. of. Yeah, it's not really a pocket, but it's like an exotic uh-huh. hot dog. Uh, it's. Basically, you know, like, <laughs> yes, it's a space alien hot dog. hot dog. It's delicious. I just really got so, good. <laughs> I just got so hungry. <laughs> um, can I share my joke from our from our uh, sample sure. conversation? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, Come on. It's okay. <laughs> well, I heard that you know people are a little bit you know the. The menu is a little exotic for some people's taste, no matter how immersive I the atmosphere mean, is. They still are looking for a theme park burger or chicken, yeah, right? Yeah, there's no burger, but the... the well, from what I hear, they're going to be making a change uh, to the menu. No. They're, yep, 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 yep. From what that. I hear, uh, for the kids' menu, they're going to have a Wookiee okay. burger. Okay, initial, right. re- initial reports are that it's delicious, but a little chewy. <laughs> okay, I just totally fell for that. <laughs> that makes that makes me happy. Oh, wow, that dad joke of good. the day goes uh, to <laughs> <laughs> reigning champion. I was about to get really outraged. But you know, if they if they do, <laughs> there is chicken on the menu. It's it's fried Andorian tip yip. Which it's it's basically fried chicken and mashed potatoes. Yeah, like so it's it's not a log, <laughs> but, but 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 a boar, a, a plank yes. of chicken, right? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. uh, a rectangular prism shape. It's like Jabba's sail yeah. barge chicken. It's shape. It's good though. It's very good. Uh, we also tried uh, the shrimp. I cannot remember what the Star Wars name of it was, but it was very good. A lot of the food looks like it's kind of inspired by what they did in Pandora. Oh, it, definitely. As, there's yeah. a lot Imagining of boba balls. alien food. A whole lot of boba balls. Everywhere. To, the, yes. to most people, that's <laughs> it, still weird to see. Yeah, that's pretty exactly. exotic. Um, you know, yeah. I, anybody that's lived in a city that has like boba yeah. tea, though, you're like, oh, I get it. They're delicious, but you know, it's... Mm-hmm. They have their they have their own uh, popcorn, it at Katsaka's kettle. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard just the name of it. I don't know what that is. I know that you can get it in a cool mouse droid. You can get it in a mouse droid. That's the popcorn bucket there. 
And it's a, it's a mix of three different popcorns. One of them is a sweet, I think it's a officially like a, a blackberry or a boysenberry sweet, not overwhelmingly sweet. I liked it. I thought it was good. One is sort of spicy and then one is just buttered popcorn and then it's all mixed together. It's kind of like a Chicago style mix, but Star Warsy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I need> it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah. It's, especially if it's in a mouse joint yes. bucket. And the the spicy kind of counteracts the sweet. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. What else did we try? There's there's breakfast in both Ronto's Roasters has a breakfast wrap. It has that same okay. sausage, uh, but then there's eggs and cheese. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they stick with exactly. what they know. <laughs> Well, what else are you going to cook on a on a spit over, over a the pod, right? Yeah, pod engine, yeah. And then Docking Bay Seven does serve breakfast, which is great. Uh, we tried; uh, they have a uh, it's a cinnamon roll, Mustafar yes, Mustafarian lava roll, I believe it's called. That's a cinnamon roll. Yes, yes. The 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 lava planet where Darth yes, Vader has his fortress. Exactly. And I think Mustafar so I is... I don't picture... That, that. That's one thing that doesn't quite work for me. I don't see Darth Vader sitting down with a cinnamon roll for breakfast. No. Yeah, but it's it black sort and of red. looks it like... It has like black yeah, crumbles on top. It looks like top. the lava pit where he lost the battle to Obi-Wan and had to become Darth Vader. Spoilers. <laughs> well... <laughs> and I think also where he built his castle later on. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yep. And then they had sort of a weird yeah. oatmeal dish. It's purple and it has boba balls on it. I didn't try it. I was told it tasted like yogurt and oatmeal mixed together. It's the overnight oats. I don't know if you've ever had overnight, that. My, no, I can't do it. It's I like oatmeal, but overnight oats, it, it's no, that's it, it has this gruel consistency to it. I can't do it. Mm. That's not an appetizing word. No. Uh, so how about how about the beverage offerings? Tell me about the cantina with uh, DJ Rex. The fuzzy tauntaun. <laughs> that is yeah, they're, good. They're, they're all they have they have a really great drink menu with and without alcohol. Fun story. It was uh, that the cantina is the first bar that my children have ever visited. I took them to a bar <laughs> at eight a.m. Yes. It's a Disney bar. It's a themed experience. That's when we could get a reservation and they really wanted to see it too. So, yep, we went to the bar and they had Aiden tried something that's based on the blue milk. So it was kind of a, it was like a blue milk milkshake called the blue bantha. So it, Hmm. it was the blue milk and then it had a bantha inspired sugar cookie on it that looked like a big bone. Basically. <laughs> and oh, the other thing they tried, I think it was called the Blurg Fire. <laughs> it was that that was Looks another non alcoholic one that was uh lemonade and pomegranate juice. And You're it right, comes it is with, called the Blurg Fire. Is it yeah? I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they gave you right. And it came out it came out. What smoking. does that even yeah. mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Ooh, I like special effects in drinks. Yes. There's as a step above the uh, glow cube. Yes, there's the the carbon freeze has boba balls in it and the dry ice. So the boba balls are like popping around in there and flying and crazy. I really like uh, I've seen pictures of the um, and I like the name, the the fun Star Wars tiki mug that yes, comes with the, those are great. the, the yub nub. Yeah. The yub nub. 
Yes. Yeah. And then that that uh, Rancor Tooth beer flight is <laughs> yes. pretty phenomenal. Who doesn't <laughs> want to spend $85 on a flight of beer that you can take? I know. That, I you. saw the price on that one. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to wait and <laughs> yeah. do that one with a group of people. <laughs> it's great, though. They do package it up. They give you a clean one packaged up in a box for you to take mm-hmm. home. It's yeah, pretty I cool looking, the, too. I bought the, Quif- the Cliff Dweller, excuse me, which is the Porg mug. The Porg, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one's yeah, pretty cute, Yeah, that's a non-alcoholic one. Be aware, one. though, that um, they're very heavy. Yes, the the, gla- the mug itself is really heavy, so it's going <laughs> to add some weight to your suitcase. Yeah. I checked mine, and it made it through just fine, because they, like you said, they give it to you in a box wrapped in Yeah, they um, give it to wrap. you nice and packaged. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a Jedi mind trick. That one was good. I tried that one, too. It's a grapefruit. It's kind of like... Uh, a Paloma is what it reminded me of. It's like it's grapefruit and lime juice. And did you try um, any of the the petri dish items? Have you seen those? I did not. So they were out of them when we were in there at Disneyland. Yeah. So there's two of them. There's one with alcohol and one without. Um, and yeah, they they literally come in a petri dish and have you know the pearls in them and dried fruit mixed with like cotton candy flavor petri dish yeah it's it's very interesting it's like a little tray a little clear tray about that yeah so it's like a shot with snacks yes i yeah i didn't see anybody having one when i was there (laughs) i'm like how do you even eat that are you supposed to just like scoop it with your fingers i'm i'm very curious i might have to try that next yeah what i forgot what do they put it on the list for next time what do they call those they have a there's some (laughs) batu bits that's what they're called oh yeah the snacks that they have yeah yeah, they don't serve food. They it's serve not. the Mustafar and lava rolls for breakfast, yes, but that's about yeah. it. And the wonderful morning overnight oats or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you get those in there, too? You Gross. can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Glad to hear. <laughs> um, so tell me about the atmosphere in the cantina, though. Is it, uh, I mean, the drinks are great. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, stepping in there, does did it did it check your boxes of that dream? Definitely, it's it's a little different than the cantina that we're all the cantina scene in Java's Palace that we're all familiar with. Uh, the music is provided by DJ Rex. He you may remember him from Star Tours. He was the pilot. Yeah, so happy that he got <laughs> yes. a new job. <laughs> He's now spinning tunes in Ogas. They sat me right in front of him. Did they really? Yeah, they yeah. sat me right in front of him, which was um, wonderful, you know, especially because the entire place was wall to wall packed. So all I really wanted was it's to be able to see him. They definitely pack him in. Yeah. Did you see the creature up above the bar that they have it look, they make it look like he's laying the boba balls. Oh, in the fish tank. Like yeah, the, yeah. Like the, oh. Yes, <laughs> that guy is awesome. <laughs> it's like this gross, big frog-looking guy, right? <laughs> and it looks like they're oh, getting the boba balls awesome. out of his tank. Is there like a dispenser yes. down below yes. him that they? Go- oh, yeah, they also have a big oh, giant vat of blue milk, and then it looks like it's being dispensed from there when they when they pour the drinks. So they have taps with you know the language and everything. Is it like one of those uh, lemonade dispensers at the kinda, mall? There's like a yeah, it kind of is. Circulating. It's huge. It's like it's insane. It's yeah, it's amazing. Uh-huh. They have that creature though laying the boba balls was my favorite. <laughs> That's a nice. I couldn't touch. get a good they look. They didn't at have him. to do that. Um. So, let's see. 
little atmosphere things like that like uh did you guys see the dianoga that pops up by yes. the little in the fountain, fountain? Yeah. he's filtering the water yeah. <laughs> i saw him totally scare a child that was the best part was i guess a little boy came up with his water bottle and was i had just come out of the restroom because they're right there next to it and i guess he had not heard about that because he stopped and he looked and it started to do its thing and he literally just kind of shook a little bit and just backed away stopped filling up his water bottle altogether he's like no i'm not drinking that (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you have a if there's a a resident of batu near when he comes up they'll tell you all about how he filters all the water and (laughs) throughout the land throughout the outpost he's just that big giant eyeball that you see in He's in a new hope, right? He's he's the creature that lives yes. in the trash yeah, compactor. He's like a yeah. baby version, pretty much. <laughs> yes. Oh, and right. uh, yeah, Doc Ondars has a baby Sarlacc. Yes. That yes. is yeah. cool. Yeah, that place I've heard is great to just go and look around Definitely. at all the artifacts. Yeah. It's like it a really museum. Is. Yeah, they have a Tauntaun head on the wall. <laughs> Various helmets and all kinds of artifacts from... And Doc Ondar himself, stuff. which is a pretty impressive audio animatronic to have in a store um he's back behind his yes, desk he's, he's yeah really he's cool. he's just working and grunting and kind of just being a curmudgeon but yeah it, it's a great added touch that really hits at home oh something else i wanted to know about the um so the uh play disney parks app they're supposed to have mm-hmm. all kinds of activities and stuff did you guys uh, play around ton. with that experience that? we did that uh, when i was there with my family my kids and my husband spent two hours of our time in there running around to really yeah, every little anything you see that has a panel or a light on it you run up to it with your with your data pad that's what your phone is called yes right it turns into a data yes and it the the app gives you missions to complete and you can choose whether you're on the side of the first order or whether you're on the side of the resistance and it gives you missions to complete in in the land, and you're getting points. And um, there is an Orabesh translator on your on the app, mm-hmm. so you can see what what the signs mean. It was really cool. They had Which a lot of fun. Which going into? Yes. <laughs> like, can you, like eavesdrop on uh, radio communications mm-hmm. from the first order? Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's very cool. It's very immersive. Yeah, I mean. I'm excited to see, you know, to pilot the Falcon oh, and Rise of the Resistance. It's harder when, than you think. When we haven't even... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, we, we've been talking forever. We haven't yeah. even gotten to I that, know. which is, you know, my lifelong dream. But I think what I'm ex- most excited about is experiencing the world mm-hmm, itself. Definitely. And, and exploring all that, all that extra stuff you know and they're not kidding about the fact that uh, your performance when you do certain things like piloting the millennium falcon follows you because let me tell you mm-hmm. i crashed <laughs> the heck out of that thing <laughs> was not good at it and a, li- a little while later we were uh buying a ronto wrap and the resident of Batu who was selling it to me told me that I had better watch out because Hondo wanted to talk to me about the damage that I did to the Falcon and I owed him a lot of money. And so <laughs> uh, I better watch out. Oh no. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. It was funny. Well then I guess we better talk about 
the the big centerpiece at least so far until rise of the resistance opens and uh the falcon um Yes. I, that's that's the one thing that is mo- like when I even six months ago hearing people describe just what they think it's going to be like that's the thing that brought the lump to my throat and the tears to my eyes so it's tell me amazing. about that experience um, yeah so <laughs> the the first part of it is another I, I I feel like I'm talking most about audio animatronics but um the Hondo Hondo Anaka audio animatronic that sort of greets you at the beginning and sends you on your mission um is stunning um his articulation is is probably the best i've seen he looks so real he really does yeah and he moves and turns to the side and he works on his you know computer um and yeah and then he sort of sends you on your your mission that you're you're on with the millennium falcon and then from there, they mm-hmm. lead you, you. You're smuggling for him. Right. Yes. You're you're taking on a smuggling run for him. Uh, hence the name. Once they lead you into the Millennium Falcon itself, it, yeah, it feels, I mean, they every bit of detail is, is perfect. I mean, we've been looking at this ship on screen for decades. And yeah, it, it, you feel like you're really inside the ship. Getting into it, they, the, you go through, go through areas that you've seen in the movies. I know that there's, they recreated the, the maintenance bay where Han and Leia Mm -hmm. have their first kiss. And, uh, you're kind of the cube leads you through all of that. Yeah. And there's audio mm -hmm. in there so you can hear people talking about, uh, the pod that's being worked on or, uh, somebody's doing something for Hondo the whole time you're in the queue. It's, it's very interactive. And the play Disney parks app does stuff in that, in that line as well. On your data pad. And then of course you, you end up in that holding pen with, uh, in the common room of the, of the Falcon. Yes. And you have to walk through corridors to get there that look like you are on the Falcon. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah, those... And you cannot help but stop and take a picture of yourself in the hall, that hallway on the Millennium Falcon. The circular hallways, yeah, that's uh-huh. what got me because, right. I mean, that's the iconic look of the inside of the ship. And, uh, yeah, walking through those hallways, I was like, can I just hang out here for a while? Like, no, we got to keep moving. Okay. But, yeah, like, it was, it was, it was amazingly, like, done to set you up before you even got to sit down in the ride. You know, I could have spent another hour just hanging out in the other sections of the queue itself. Yeah. And just in that room where the hollow chess is and that sort of, I guess that's kind of a, like a cargo hold area Mm -hmm. on the, on the Falcon. They do give you a little bit of time in like the hollow chess area because people want their photos there. And we had cast members Mm -hmm. eagerly offer up to take photos for us. So that's really nice that they do give you a little bit of time because they know people want to take those photos in there. So then from there, um, <laughs> you're, so you're broken up. In, it's groups of six for each um, ride vehicle, if, uh, for, if you will. Um, so you've got two pilots. Um, you've got two engineers, correct, Heather? And then, mm-hmm. and yep, then two and gunners. Two gunners. Um, yep. I got to pilot. Um, and they do a really, really good job of disguising the fact that there's more than one ride vehicle. Mm-hmm. 
Right, yeah, it's right. a magic so when trick you're in as there, far as... Yeah, it's definitely a magic trick because you know, you don't realize, you really feel like you're walking through just the one hallway onto one cockpit of the Falcon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been really cleverly done to disguise the fact that there's actually several. I have no idea how many there are. No, I only saw one because I was looking the whole time for that seam somewhere. Um, and I found one doorway that I walked through that when I looked down, I could see that when that door closed, the room I was walking into moved somewhere else because it was not connected to that wall. But that couldn't be the only right. place that happened. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm... Yep. There's one spot where you could definitely tell is in the room with the hollow chest. There are two doors that they could possibly take you through to load onto. Right. And then when you walk the into the cockpit itself. But you, you don't really pay a lot of attention to that because everybody's milling around looking at all There's everything so there is to so, see. I didn't even notice there were two doors and until they, you said so, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they'll call your, um, they've given everybody a card mm-hmm. with your position and a color. And they'll say that they're looking for the blue crew or the gold crew or whatever. And then you all go and line up together and they take you onto the Falcon. And in that room, at that room, I noticed there was one on the left and one on the right that they could have taken you to, to the right. Yeah. And then from that part, it's all magic and I don't want to hear anymore. Exactly. Yes. I will say that it is. I was, I was, I was curious how much real control you have over the ride. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I figured it would be maybe you could you could kind of guide it to do this and that. You could shoot, blah, blah, blah. But really, the ride was going to take you where the ride was going to take you. That is not the case at all. It is really responsive nice. and it is all about how well or in our case, when I wrote it, how horribly you do. Um, yes. You know, like you if you aren't pulling up, you're going to crash, you know, and it's. It's yes. and I feel like the ride then changes and might have I only wrote it once so far, but it might have different chunks and then different endings, obviously, as to what you do at various points in the ride. So like a, a really great, mm-hmm. you know, new video game would kind of branch to different things depending on your choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know I've heard that the better pilot you are, you might see different scenes. You might get farther. in. The- mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a terrible pilot. I, I was just, I was the I, up and down pilot, point, so I was just concerned with staying up or down. That I, I, I'm like, I don't even know what's going on right now. I just want to make sure I don't crash. <laughs> oh, I was garbage at that. There was one point where the whole thing is shaking and there's this grinding noise. And it had to be pointed out to me that it was because I was, we were going through a tunnel and I was scraping the Falcon <laughs> along the top of the tunnel. <laughs> the whole way. <laughs> Well, and that whole one person goes up and down and one person goes side to side is not yes. intuitive. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> you really got you, potential to break up some friendships yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to be, I'll tell you an insider tip. If you want to be the pilot that gets to punch it, then you want to be the up and down <laughs> mm, pilot. Yes. That's the pilot that gets to jump to light yep. speed. I got to do that yeah, twice. That, that made me extremely that happy when good. I found out by chance that I ended up in that seat. I was like, well, I'm done. <laughs> and of course, I had to yell, punch it every yeah, time I, I did it. I couldn't tell up from down, but I could do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so 
we've flown the Falcon, we've eaten the food, we've drank, we've had the drinks, we've built our lightsabers, our droids. Um, been interrogated any, by Kylo Ren. Been interrogated by Kylo Ren. I was interrogated that, by Kylo Ren. Yes, he asked me if I had seen Chewbacca, and I because he'd been his he was traveling with a pair of First Order stormtroopers, and he said that they told him that Chewbacca was in the area, and I claim to have not seen him anywhere. At which point, the two stormtroopers got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> nice. And it was great. Yeah. Uh, I've got to be honest. One of I've them seen... was force choked. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. I've seen, it was good. <laughs> I've seen videos of people meeting him at the launch bay, and I mm-hmm. he's intimidating. I don't think if I he run really into is. him in Galaxy's Edge, I think I'd probably tell him exactly where Chewbacca and Ray and <laughs> the Rebel base and whatever else and he wants to know. bank account number is. I think, <laughs> right. Last four <laughs> So she's got it all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was wearing this on this trip. I was wearing a a novelty t-shirt with a stormtrooper on it and the stormtroopers loved it. <laughs> they kept telling me that that my loyalty was appreciated. In spite of the fact that it was a novelty t-shirt that was kind of making fun of them. So they didn't they, they're, I guess they're not that they're smart. Not, they didn't, they <laughs> didn't the like me. I was taking photos of them walking through and they came and, and thoroughly harassed me. And one of them like poked me in the chest. And I was like, wow, you guys are really getting into this. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up apologizing. I didn't even know why. They want to know what you're doing with that data. Yeah, exactly. Path. And I was like, I'm just taking pictures. And then they, yeah, they gave it to me hard. And I was like, I felt intimidated by the end. I was actually All like, scans. I'm sorry, guys. I won't do it again. Literally like put my phone away. For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, everybody involved with security at the Disney parks thinks you're a little shady. Yeah. So obviously <laughs> I do always get, yes. I do always oh, yeah. get first yeah. through the security <laughs> lines. Yeah. On. No, they've got new metal <laughs> yep. detectors. Now that those new metal detectors are in, I go through smoothly. So I don't know. My adamantium skeleton doesn't set it off anymore, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, Wolverine. We're mixing our universes here. It's going to happen sooner or later with the current, <laughs> the current ownership. So, do we have any uh, final thoughts, reactions, feelings about Galaxy's Quest? Galaxy's Quest. <laughs> oh, Galaxy's what? Edge. You know oh. that old movie. <laughs> um, I, I know it. I do too. They're making a show out of that, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, I yeah, I can't wait Ooh. to go back next weekend. I'm super excited. I I am excited for Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. I've seen a little bit mm. of a little bit of backstory, a few spoilers, and it's I think going to be the most immersive attraction that that Disney has ever done. I really do. That anybody's ever done. That's going to change the theme park. Yeah. Game. Mm-hmm. If it's mm-hmm. as, if it's everything that they've said or that has been leaked about it, then yeah. Well, there's yes. a trailer yeah. and now a photograph too that has come out since um, our last episode. And yeah, just that one photograph of like this, the just group of stormtroopers standing in front of the the docking bay. That that is insanely impressive. And I've heard that they all kind of move. There's two full size at ats yeah. in there. That single room. And I think okay, they shoot at you. <laughs> yeah, here's here's mind blowing. That single room, that hangar from that attraction, from what I heard on another show, is larger than the show building, the entire show building for Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. I'm, wow, just that one room. Just that I, one room. I believe it. And I'm, yeah. and we're gonna see the yeah. the new so technology that's... that they had just patented recently 
where you're going to be able to see lasers being shot at you. They figured out a way to make yes. actual laser blasts. Um, so yeah, like when you get shot at by the AT-ATs and when you get shot at by the stormtroopers, when you see that in the trailer that they've released for it, that's going to happen apparently. So I, I yeah. I, know. <laughs> I cannot wait. It's unfortunate that nobody I know. can see my mind. <laughs> Your face blown. on the video is enough. It's an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to fall out of your chair backwards. <laughs> I nearly did. I hadn't. I haven't seen the story. Look about up those the patent. Lasers. Yeah, That's... it came out a couple years ago, or maybe not even that long ago, actually, um, where they figured it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. So many more good things yet to come. I know we've been talking forever and I feel like we could probably nerd out about this all night long, but yes, I'm still exhausted do. from <laughs> being true. there. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for our galactic adventures this week. I know that I am very excited for someday when I get to see galaxy's edge uh, myself. And I hope that hearing about some of Heather and Jess's experiences there have made you excited to go check it out for yourself also. And so with that, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Maybe tell a friend that you like this show and that they should check it out. Also, you don't have to tell a bunch of people, just one person. And we'll see you real soon. That's right. We'll see you real soon. It's time to close this week's gathering of the gold key adventurers society. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for tuning in. If you want to become a member of our band of explorers, all you have to do is subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and review, won't you? We'll be eternally grateful. It helps other adventurers find us and helps us grow our show. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal carrier pigeon or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com and make sure you follow the gold key adventure society on facebook and instagram a huge thanks to our sponsor key to the world travel for all your travel planning needs visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime Tell them the gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.